We can grow. We can develop. As we know that heaven is not a place. And happiness lives in the heart. Long as the world keeps turning. Our duty is to keep on learning. You heard? Keep on learning. It's soaking up game. We gon' make mistakes. We gon' go through some things. Keep on growing.
tight, hold up. One love to my brother Peekin Weekins for calling me Poppy. That's for red. One love to Caramel Sunday with the cherries on top. Yeah. And big up to my friends Vanellas, Polly Boo, Francais, Mia Moore, Merci, Wee Wee, Bon Bons, and all that good stuff. That's good stuff. Sugar Ray with the Flossy Jeezy Worldwide. We're talking black men, black woman relationships, the ice cream man is coming. And also, we're going to talk about numerous topics. We're going to talk a lot of good stuff. We're going to talk about, you know, things such as uh, issues black people. We've got a few topics on that that's going to get it popping like that. We're going to find out who's riding the coon train for this week. We're going to do that every day. Matter of fact, who's riding today, you know? And also, you know, there's a lot of good things I want people to call in, 646-595-3402. And I got my second man on the other hand over here, my man, my man with the plan, Flossy Jeezy, worldwide, my man Nelson King, Sr. I'm in the building, you already know. Yep. out here live as it can be in Portland, Oregon. Come on, Dick, to support you, my brother. Glad to be on deck. Yes, sir. Glad to, glad to have you on deck hosting tonight. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going to kind of sit back here and do what I do, catch the calls for you, let you know what's going on, and uh, and, and, and back up for my main man, Sugar Ray. You know what I'm saying? Tonight we're going to talk about the relationship of the black man and woman. We're going to define racism. Okay? We're going to find out who's riding the coon train, like my man said. And last but not least, now that the Japanese have gotten off their reparations for World War II, where is our 40 acres in the mule? You know, all, all sponsored and laid out by uh, Sugar Ray Robinson Jr. and Fear of the Black Planet. You know what I'm saying? So we live. I'm, I'm ready to get on deck with you, Sugar Ray. You know what I'm saying? I'm ready to break it down. Yeah, let's, let's, yeah let's talk about it, man. Let's get into it. Let's get it real hard. We had a great show. We had the truth in here, conversation. We had Joey White. Another thing I want to give a big shout to my man, Joey White. He has a, a site. And it's a nice it's an economical thing that he's put together. It's a hour time now, H O U R time now dot com. So log on. It's a social networking that he got going on. And guys, support it, man. I mean, he's um, most definitely some some guy that I, I think he's really has some major things going on. One of the biggest things I want to bring up right quickly, man, is that uh, matter of fact, a lot of things goes on that. That, that trip people out, you know. One thing that tripped me out today, and I'm going to bring it up to you, you know, my life for sale. You know, today I had the opportunity, man, to eat shrimp chips. And I'm going to tell you something, man. Them shrimp chips, they're delicious to you eat them, and don't leave them open them, leave them get like bad over two days. Because when you eat them, you have a food allergy. And I ate the shit, and now my lips got big as a motherfucker. I look like Jimmy Walker. Already yet, I even look like the clumps. It was kind of tough. But, you know, I went to the doctor and got out. The lady said, hey, um, you look kind of bad. I said, I feel kind of bad, doc. What can you do for me? Well, after numerous things went on, she came back with a needle and stuck a needle in my ass. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I put the doc up my life for sale. But that's, and the whole moral of the whole tale is don't fuck with chip, uh, shrimp chips. Stay off that shit. Don't do that. <laughs> I mean, I was kind of doing some Asian shit, you know. I was kind of going out my realm of doing things. But uh, 
That's not natural. It's not good. I should have known. Shrimp is natural, but you can't make a shrimp out of a fucking ship. But anyway, that's <laughs> more of that story. I know that. But yeah, man, how was your day, man? What was it like? What was going on with you? Oh, man, you know, it's the city of Rose. It's Portland, Oregon, up here in the northwest corner of the country, 186 miles south of where you are up there in the Emerald City, Seattle, Washington. It's a beautiful day today. No clouds in the sky, which is rare for Portland. You know what I'm saying? I'm fired up and wired up from last night's show. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm ready to, you know, play conductor while you play the engineer on this here coon train as we ride on through the coon train. You know what I mean? Yeah, ready to ride exactly. With, as a matter of fact, uh, Nels, if you can download that track while I talk to these people, look for coon and download it. I'm going to give people, I'm going to explain to them what it is. And download okay, it while I'm right. doing it if you can. But for you guys who don't know what the coon train, what the coon, well, let's just go talk about coon first. Coon is a situation, I know a lot of people are familiar with it. It's a situation where you degrade a lot of black people to get your, to, to kind of like, I guess I would say, to elevate yourself. And you get to the point where you think you're better than your own kind. And you do anything you possibly can to kiss the ass of a white man or a white woman. And the same thing is that you want to show out, you want to tap, tap dance, you want to make them laugh, you even put on a fucking dress. You do anything to be part of pieces the dominant society, trying to be accepted. So that's a coon. That's a coon. That's a, that's that's when you're cooning. That's when you're doing too much. And the train, there's a whole lot of motherfuckers that do it. So together you have coon train. It's a situation that Tyreek Nashi came up with the idea, and I think it's very great, and I like it. So that's something we're going to always bring up every day, and we're going to – Keep on talking about till we're going to get people jumping off that train because it's packed to capacity right now. You got a lot of coons riding the train. So when we get done and educate people with this, there's going to be a lot of people jumping off that train. That train going to be empty. <laughs> That's the whole story. <laughs> so it's a, it's a lot of fucking coons out there. We can talk about them all day. But like I said, my name is Sugar Ray Robinson, my man Nelson over here, Nelson Kings, Flossy Jeezy Worldwide. Our number is 646. Five nine five thirty four zero two. Please call in. We got all the goods for you. How you coming along with that track, Nils? You coming? We coming right along with it. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go ahead on and drop a little something on the earlobes real quick. You know what I'm saying? A little bit of lovely day. And then by the time I get partway through it, we should have that track ready for you. So we're gonna take okay. our first little short break, and we'll be right back. Right on.
When the day that lies ahead of me Seemed impossible to face When someone else instead of me Always seems to know the way Then I look at you And the world's all right with me Just one look at you And I know it's gonna be
All aboard, Sugar Ray, all aboard. Yeah, all aboard for all you cats out there mimicking and acting like you want to be somewhere else and don't want to be who you are. I want you all to listen to this track and I want y'all to really understand what is going on. Yeah. It's sick, you know what I'm saying? It makes me sick to my stomach when I, you know, all the way back to boot camp. 
You got cats that was trying to stomp on your back after you impressed the drill instructor. But like I said, you're out here on the job just trying to earn your wages and stuff. You got all these tone-ass, you know, Uncle Tom and, and, and kiss-ass folks, you know what I'm saying? I look at CBS this morning. I see that gang of spoonery going on. You know what I'm saying? You know, because they want to get that spotlight. You know what I'm saying? Now, my question is, is that highlight or is that low light? I think I'm going to take the latter. I think it's low light because if you got to step on your brother, man, you know what I'm saying, in order to make a plan, there's a problem. If you act like there's not a problem, then certainly there must be a problem if you got to act like there's not one. That's the problem. Tunery is not, not a game. It's not even a way of life, but we got a whole lot of it. Yes, indeed. Well, we can get off that cooling train. You can cut that music, though, because that music got me. There's a lot of cooling train music with a man. It, it, it really bothers me big time. I was thinking, like, man, that's kind of crazy right there, that cooling train shit. Hey, I, I tried to get the instrumental, but I was I was so fired up and wired up. Maybe I just didn't adjust myself. I'll go back in there and try to find the instrumental later on. But I wanted people to well, really no, no, feel no. that, what, you know, Saturday see, you, morning, seven days a week on the coon train. Yeah, what I'm going to ask you to do is, is also that, you know, that one, I don't know if you can get it off YouTube, the one that Tyree Shani, now she put together, that one that put one that on YouTube, so I was just put coon train in. But anyway, man, I want to talk about hip hop, man. It was going on in hip hop. One of the biggest things in hip hop that tripped me out, man, was uh, is uh, I was checking out and I was going through and looking at stuff. And I know Ti, you know, he got some new music out and he got a song called "About the Money," and okay. uh, it's featured and it's featuring uh, Young Thug, produced hey. by London. Man. Now, for people who don't know who Young Thug is, Young Thug is the guy. Who signed over to Lil Wayne and guy and Lil Wayne and guys, and he's uh, he's a homosexual. And I ain't got nothing with him and I ain't got nothing against him. But at the same time, I feel like you know things have really got to the change where we have really, really. I think I don't know, man. We 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 get too uh, trickled down about the money. You get too caught up into the money and doing things that we usually wouldn't do back in the day. Um, I don't know, man. That, that bothers me. I want to know, what do you think about that, man? I mean, what do you think about T.I. doing a song with Young Thug? You know, man, if it's about entertaining and keeping the music bubbling, that's fine and everything. I guess as long as he don't make no, no, no moves on my man, that's one thing. But see, my thing is, is this. You know, if I'm going to work with somebody, if I'm going to do something, you know, it's better. You know, I said it last night. You know what I'm saying? You know, assimilation leads to, you know, assimilation leads to assimilation. You are who you're around. You are who you deal with. You are who you, you know, you know, kind of, kind of blend with. I guess if people kind of, you know, I'm saying, keep their act together and keep business, business. You know, what I'm saying, if it comes down to that, to that Almighty Dollar, you know, what I'm saying, I guess you could work with just about some of anybody. But you know, I guess it all depends on what your perspective is. I mean, as long as they keep the business like then fine. But you know, knowing you got a reputation for kind of, you know, being into all this so you know weird stuff that's going on today. I don't really want to be around you after work hours. You know what I'm saying? We can come in there, get in the booth, spit some realness, you know what I'm saying? 
do the sizzle, get it done, you know what I'm saying, polish up the act, get the song out there, you know, keep the money and keep the, the Maybachs and the stuff rolling through and everything. And that's cool and everything, you know, if that's your bag. But I don't know. I kind of like to be around people that are like-minded to myself because, you know, they say great minds think alike. You know, you kind of like to be around people that's, that's doing something. Plus, if they got a message that's viable and useful. See, the problem we have in hip-hop today is we don't have enough cats out here that have a real viable, you know, message and someone of redemptive value that the people can use and, and, and pass along and stuff. Back in the days, as you know, some of the greatest artists were some of the greatest artists, and we still kind of, you know what I'm saying, musically-wise, still kind of worship them a little bit because they had something of redemptive value that we could use. And it's just not enough for that today. I got long-winded, but I don't want to hold on to the whole conversation. But that's that. In, in 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 essence, that's where I'm at with it. If we can go ahead and make the money and do, you know, be sharp with it and everything and stay business-like, then it, then it's cool or whatever. But when you start getting off into that other stuff and hanging out and hanging around and stuff, knowing that you might have some weird tendencies about yourself, I ain't got no time for that clown shit. I, I'd rather I'd rather you know you know be heading back to to the house and stuff. So you know. I got this southern girl. She'll whip up something good for me to eat after a hard day in the studio or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you're saying. You know, um, yeah. I mean, I'm. I don't know if it's, I don't know if you can find that track. I don't know if you can find that track. I don't know what that sounds like, but yeah, man. So it's funny though, man. You know, it's a lot of things like that, man, that goes down. And I think everything is with that shock, that shock. Everything is kind of like that. And the thing about it, it's funny that right now what's going on and. We, we we when it comes to being gay and stuff, we happen to be the first. We getting a lot of pub out there, man. A lot of publicity, a lot of stuff out about that. You know, it's kind of crazy, man. That I really believe that that you know the portrayal of black man is always want to be him to be the second second man. If you ever watch any movies, you know um, that has any other actor, you'll never find other than Denzel Washington. But there's a lot of guys who kind of, like I always said, a second fiddle, like Jamie Foxx. When I was sitting there and I watched uh, that movie, uh, Taxi, or him and, my, him and uh, I forgot the name of the movie, him and Tom Cruise in the movie together, uh, The Collateral. Right. That's the name of Collateral. And the thing about it was is that I watched that movie, man. I watched it a few times. The funny thing I saw about it, it was one of those things that tripped me out that, you know, Tom Cruise was a good. He was a bad guy, and he was he was the main character, and they kept him. But but they showed signs of him being a badass. You know, kicking ass, and they showed Jamie Foxx as second fiddle. And if you right. watch, if you watch if you watch Jamie Foxx and a lot of his movies, Jamie's a great actor. I mean, I don't, I'm not gonna take nothing from him. But the right. thing about him right now is like the movie Django when he played the movie Django. One mm-hmm. thing that people didn't and one people didn't understand and didn't see about that movie was is that he he was a uh, he was a slave and everything like that. But the thing about it, he didn't actually get his freedom. They didn't show anything to where he was basically just taking out white guys. Now, there was a scene where he shot a few guys and killed them, but he didn't get a chance to go and kill the man of power. It was always the guy who he but It was always the white man with him because the white man had freed him. It was the white man that took him out and gave him a job. 
was a white man who basically took him back to to make a deal with him and 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 gave him a plan on how to do it. And there was a white man that dressed him up and got him everything he wanted. The funny thing about it, man, he killed some white men, but he didn't get a chance to kill the white man of power. The white man of power was killed by another white man. And the thing about it, what I'm trying to say is, is that you'll see that in a lot of movies that where we are always second, second co-star. We never be able to be the first guy to control and take over, unless it's Denzel yeah, Washington. Let me ask you a question about that collateral. Was that before or after Ray? I think that was after Ray. Well, see that came out. Now, there's an aha moment, okay? We, we're chiming in, ding, ding, ding. We have these all the time on the show where we call it an aha moment. My aha moment for that, based upon what you're saying, and by the way, you're 1,000% right in everything you were just saying right there, you know what I'm saying, with the second fill and all that. How the hell is it that an Oscar winner becomes then a second fiddle to somebody? And see, this is what I mean. They do the same thing in sports. They do it in movies. They do it in, on everything. Why is it that when we ascend to the highest height level that you can be? Now, not, maybe not Denzel, because he don't play second floor to nobody because, you know what I'm saying, get your hands off me. You know what I'm saying? He don't, yeah, he, he, that's his career, too. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, Why right. Why is that whenever right. we ascend to the highest levels and all of a sudden we become second fiddles? You know what I'm saying? Here's an Oscar winner. Tom Cruise hadn't done any any major. As a matter of fact, I can't even remember the last time Tom Cruise got an Oscar. Did he get one for a few good men, or was that Jack Nicholson? I forget which one it was. But when you got here, you got a guy who's a a top notch guy, and you put him in a shrivel down road where he sits there shriveling his ass off. Yet he just got done winning the Academy Award for being something major, and it's just like I said, the same way in sports. When they become they get the, the, the top honors, they continue to get fostered. They continue to get uh, you know that you know uh, uh, you know nurtured into more roles. They get more top notch roles, and and the top notch roles never stop coming in. Now my question is, when did he fall off? I don't think he fell off, but Hollywood only nurtures. It's own. And when I say it's own, I'm talking white folks. They make sure they nurture their careers, keep them on top. And yet here's a guy that wins an Academy Award, and and, 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 and Sugar Ray is telling you here, you know what I'm saying, six, you know, saying six four six five nine five three four two. It's 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 a tilted scale. It's a tilted scale where here's a top notch actor that gets relegated and reduced to be playing playing backup guy when he's been, been an Oscar Award winner. And I mean that, that's that's crazy. Like I said before, the oh, Oscars yeah. weren't really for us anyway. Go ahead. Right, you're right. It wasn't. It's not for us. And that's what uh, John Singleton. He came out. I don't know if you guys remember John Singleton. I know you do, Bob. He's a director who did some movies in the early, in the late '90s, early '90s. He was popular, popular uh, director. And the thing about it, he said that. What's going on in Hollywood is that they don't allow them to come with no scripts, and they already have scripts already made up. And people that you know participate in those scripts, those scripts, they don't necessarily um, say anything. They just go along with it and just do it because they don't have opportunity. They need to get paid. And they need they need money. See, the thing right. I'm trying to say is they have. This is the cold thing about it, man. That means to tell me they control everything. But in order for you to get a role, you have to do something that they want to do. And everything that's been played, and I can name a lot of movies to where 
we as a people have been dominated and been dark, we've been just disrespected. I can go for a few of them. And then, like, say, for instance, it'll show you at the same time on how far a lot of our actors and actresses will go. Like, say, for instance, Holly Berry. Holly Berry was basically an average at first. But when she started to do that situation with Billy Bob Thornton, that monster's wall, when she had that scene that led that, that sex fuck scene, that was very explicit. You know, I mean, it was like, yo, they was like they was doing a real thing. You know, it's like I don't know if anybody has seen it, but it blew me away. And the thing about it was, after she done that movie, every role she got after that, she was she was golden. She was doing uh, superhero movies. She was doing that James Bond. She was doing everything. She was right. in. She was in. And, it's, and it goes to the point where Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart, he got on the dress on Saturday Night Live. Oh, and boy. And he went to the extreme of doing some stuff. And he get all the roles. Same thing with Jamie Foxx. He did the same thing. He put on the dress. Now he get nonstop roles. You know, that's the thing. We have to do so much I mean, so much crazy. Big Reigns. People never talk about Big Reigns, but he wore a dress in a movie. He even got fucked in the ass in a movie. I saw what I'm that. Trying to say, yeah. What's so cold about that is, man, is that why did, a, you have to think to yourself, man, these roles are already written in stone in place. And these guys going up into the movie, going into the movie, they know what they're getting themselves into, and they accept that. And that's and, and and you ask yourself, that's what you call a sambo. That's what you call a coon, and that's what you call fellas out. Because it's 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 way beyond man uh, money. See, the thing about people who don't understand about money is, and they need to understand this: you can make money, and it's good. Money's like the second best thing to oxygen. You know, you need it. You got to have it. But one thing about it, though, when is too much too much? When is it, when, what, what, is your, what is your boundary? What you would not do to get that money? Because I believe in Hollywood and in some other places, I think they'll do anything. Now, that's one thing I want to say. Now, it's different if you make money and you do some money with it, do something with it for your community to help them out and do something to show signs that, hey, I'm doing this and I got this. But I don't know if they even get people doing that because, like, Oprah, you know, Oprah make buku money. She make big money. Mm-hmm. But, but she doesn't do anything as far as, like, taking care of Chicago. She don't do it. She'd go to Africa and do something like that, but she just leave Chicago alone. Now, anybody that's listening, please chime in. The number is 646-595-3402. We, this is a conversation we talk about. We talk about everything from A to Z. You want to talk about relationships, we got that agenda. You want to talk about black America, we love to talk to that because we are black and we are in America. So we want to talk about it, let's talk about it. Give us a call. And uh, I'm telling you, Nails, it's a it's a crazy situation. Um, 
Yeah, we got it. Uh, you know, as a matter of fact, man, I want to ask you to play a cut with you or have, if you have time. You, any cut of your choice, man. But uh, right now, I'm, you know, I digress. We can go to something else and uh, keep it real sharp, man. Well, I'm gonna I'm throw a, I'm gonna throw an old smoothie on you. Zoom, Commodores. You know what I'm saying? You know how it is. You know we we, we worldwide, so we play everything. Okay, and you ain't gonna hear those Led Zeppelin up in here and nothing like that. So you know, calm down out there if you ain't really paying attention. But uh, we're gonna go ahead and uh, get some of this extra smooth in here. Go pay a couple of bills, and when we get back, you know what I'm saying? We're gonna dive headlong off into this deep shot that my man has got. Uh, we're going to probably put the ice on the cake and save the best for last on the relationship between the black man and black woman. But we're going to, we covered the coon train and, and did a very good job and pointed out some very good stuff. Um, we're going to try to see if we can define racism when we come back. So you're, you're on the uh, Flossy Jeezy show worldwide, 100% radio, uh, 100 radio, which means we 100% all the time. You know what I'm saying? Six four six five nine five three four zero two, and I'm here with your host Sugar Ray Robinson Jr. And we're gonna go ahead and hit you one time as we go pay these bills. But we promise, you know what I'm saying? Like a stack in Sugar Ray's Mac, we'll be back. Play so many games 
Boy, that's a smoothie right there, boy. That yeah, like that's real sexy, right man. That's there. real sexy. Yeah, that's real sexy. by the Commodore. That's uh, right now. That we got it there with, uh, with uh, R. Kelly and Snoop. Bye, bye, Ty Diggs, man, um, 
I don't know where that brother comes from. I don't know where he was raised or anything like that. But I think a lot of cats, man, um, they, I think they really get lost, man. I mean, I think they really don't understand things. There's a lot of things about themselves they don't know. I think, I think more of the situation is they're scared of black women. And I think that's more of a thing because I think they just don't understand, you know, about being with the black woman. They don't understand. Obviously, they have never seen uh, hidden colors or anything like that. They don't know. They don't know about their history. So it was, it's that upbringing. It has something about their upbringing. I don't really think the cats really, 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 uh, Mean that, but I really believe that they just don't know. And I wouldn't call it, I just think they just don't have an idea. I really don't. I believe that a lot of cats, man, that say stuff like that don't, don't, don't. They just haven't been around a, a lot of black people, man. I mean, it's crazy, man. I mean, it's really crazy how people act like that. But I don't think they understand. What it is to be around blacks, you know. I think they have a problem with that. Maybe he was adopted or something and, and got raised with white women or something or around white folks. Well, but that's yeah. just kind of odd to say that. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, I have a situation. I have a situation like that too, man. Um, I think, I think, um, what my thing is, man, is that. I have a, I have a group of girls in the school where I work at, man. They all black, and some of them biracial, whatever. But they still black, no matter what you call it. And the thing about it was is that they have an issue about one of the women, one of the girls was adopted by white folks, and the whole thing was just like a white woman. And she right. kind of like she doesn't do and she doesn't do ghetto, she doesn't do ratchet. It's the way she acts, and people people really kind of like have a problem with certain type of people, but. Think about us, man. We just have a real we 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 come in different shades of color. That's the problem. And, and uh, people don't understand racism, and people don't understand bigotry. They don't understand a lot of stuff, discrimination, those type of things. They don't even understand, man. I really don't think they understand, man. And I try to tell people, and when it comes down to race, you have to look at the word for what it is. You know, when, when somebody say race, you got to say, hey, that's competitive. And what it is, we have like about, we have a whole variety of different races. So in a race, we all compete. So you look at it, who's in the league right now? The white person's in the league. They, they lead in the way. They are basically, we're talking about, about economic players. But that's the thing, man. You know, so I think a lot of people don't understand that about racism and all that kind of stuff. I think they need to really define those words and understand what they're coming from. I mean, black people need to wise up in the 21st century and realize exactly what the term racism is. I mean, you know, it's it's it's, it's, it's it isn't you know as simple as just liking someone based on skin color. It's more than just that, man. I mean, you have to understand that, man, because you have to know that it's an economical thing, man. Racism is economical. And you have to understand that's why we're not in a position of calling, of being called racist. When a white person calls a black man racist, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. How are you going to call me racist? What makes me racist? Explain to me. Because they can't. Are they going to say, well, you called me this, you said this, you said that. 
Well, that's a, that doesn't mean that's you can call that bigotry. That's what that is. That's name call. That's bigotry. But racism is way bigger than that. Racism is a situation where somebody control whether you control the own people. Or the people that own control things are the ones that are racist. The ones that make the laws and everything. Those are the ones that are racist. They are the ones that they, they made racist. White people created racism. You know, they created racism. You know, everybody they own doing their thing. But they came out with the, they came out with the, with the capturing people and, and all kind of different stuff. That's an excellent definition, way to define that 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 whole situation. And I think you pretty much summarized it real real well. I mean, I could go in and and say more, but you really, you know, you really defined it appropriately because I was told a long time ago the same thing. That racism and, you know, whether it's the, you know, the Klan or whether it's, you know, any of these other, you know, cool color kids, KKK or whatever, whoever else is out here, uh, that it's all about finance and money. And, and, and just, they say sex sales, but racism sells better. I mean, look at, I yeah. mean, racism, to me, racism is also um, the squelching of opportunity. You know, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's that's powerful. Yeah. That's very powerful. And you know, like like the word prejudice. People don't know <clears throat> prejudice, man. To me, uh, everybody's prejudice. There's nothing wrong with that. Prejudice is what everybody do. I mean, I'm prejudiced. Yes, I am. Uh, I'm obviously saying some people. Some people. I'm not prejudiced. Well, how you know you 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 lie? You are prejudiced. Everybody's prejudiced. I mean, there's a certain ice cream you don't like, so you don't like the ice cream. Well, you prejudiced to the ice cream. I mean, trust me, it's 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 it's, it's easy. I, my my thing about prejudice is, is uh, I prejudge. Oh man, now you on some serious love, John boy. <laughs> well, I'm trying to keep it mellow. Maybe some of the ladies will hear somebody call in. You know, because it's. This is, you know, relationship, you know what I'm saying, uh, black man and black woman. And I'm sure there's some, some sisters looking at you to get in and, and hear some of that good stuff. But we, we, we coming, ladies, you know what I'm saying, 646 595 We coming with it. We're just trying to get all the all the, the business stuff out the way. We're going to say that for the last hour because, you know, that's where, that's where my, my man, the guru, you know, of relationships, you know, Sugar Ray Robinson Jr., the, the, the doctor is in. And, uh, you know, we're we going to cover that. So we, we'll, we'll get to that now. But let's cover this last, last topic before we get into the main course of our menu so far as uh, the relationship between a black man and woman. Uh, I entitled this kind of like, you know, and framed this kind of like, you know, in the spirit of uh, Fear of the Black Planet, Buffy DZ Show Worldwide. And I kind of compilated this one where, I, I put it out there, and I, and I said, basically, now that the Japanese have gotten all of their reparations, they all received $20,000 apiece for being locked away in internment camps during World War II. They've had streets named after them. They've been given a piece of La La Land, which is Hollywood, down there. They all have their own, you know, neighborhoods around the country. They've been given full reign. As a matter of fact, their objective was to conquer 
Hawaii when I was over there back in 2004, I believe it was, they had accomplished the mission of making it to Hawaii, and that's all you saw in all the ABC shops over there. Beautiful country over there in Hawaii, you know, part of the United States, reportedly, but the Japanese had accomplished their mission. My question on the other half of that is, now that they've got their reparations, we were promised 40 acres and a mule, yet a lot of us are relegated to hot and, 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 and you know, under un, un, uh, air conditioned and and a sweat box apartments and studios and stuff, and we still have not gotten our 40 acres and a mule. My question for, for you, uh, Sugar Ray, is uh, where's that 40 acres and a mule in your mind so far as us getting everything that we were supposed to have? Man, you know, I just saw a post about that. I don't, you know, I, I don't know what it is about the 40 acres and a mule. I, I, <clears throat> I don't. I think personally, I think it's a little bit of uh, black people same thing. White people. I mean, black people don't even want it, and then there's some and white folks don't even want to give it away. And there are some black people that do want it, but if we do get it, they would know that we would know what to do with it. But the thing about it, we do need to get some kind of compensation. But I just don't know we ever get it, man, because we are just. We are just not built way. We we talk down before we do anything. Right. But you know, I don't know, man. That forty acres of meal situation. That's I, I would love to have it, man. I, I I try to tell people before, man, that we need to have something that uh, some similar to what the uh, um, some what the natives have. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the natives, they got, like, a lot of uh, land. They got, you know, they got casinos. They got a lot of stuff. They got their own government law. They got their own police. See, we need something something like that. Because if we had our own situation, we wouldn't have a situation of a Trayvon Martin or a Jordan Davis. If we had our own police, we had our own situation. Because the one thing about it, man, is that you would never have an issue when a black man is having a young dude. And we're in the same community Everything would be square and there'd be right. I mean, if you want to live with the white folks, you can't. You can leave our reservation and go ahead and go on with them. That's fine. But you have the option to always come back because it's a home for you. But since it's a prop, we don't have that. And that's why it's always a situation to where we don't never think for ourselves. we always trying to help or, or trying to be equal. The one thing that's really messing up everybody is we talked about last night, you know, is the churches and things like that. That's why we don't have our 40 acres in the mule because most of the thing is we probably want to get them. People don't believe in it. People won't even come. People won't even participate until after it's already successful up and going because they were thinking, like, you got to have a lot more different things. Like, hey, man, why we got this? Well, they got this. We ain't got this over here. I ain't moving out there. I heard a few guys, I brought it up to them. A lot of dudes don't want to do nothing like that. Man, we don't need to do that. But 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 you don't want to do anything to enhance or try to do something better for your own people. But the thing that you rather do is you just really want to sit back and complain and whine and shit. That's what a lot of right. cats do. They're very content on sitting in the house watching basketball or sitting in the crib watching football. And that's all they want to do. A lot of dudes living off other people's success. A lot of dudes see 
uh, RG3 or somebody like that or Chris Paul, and they say, oh, yeah, he gets off of LeBron, gets off and do real well. Only thing a brother can do is throw a jersey on, walk around and think he's him and live off him and be around everybody else thinking he all good, he all him because he's black. And everybody wants to do that kind of like associate themselves with. I know a guy, I know a guy around here in this area where I'm at. His name is Coach uh, Corey Farrell. And he's a punk ass bitch, by the way. That's why I want to put him out. The reason why I want to say that is because he lies to the kids. And he tried to act like he's related to something that's higher. Trying like, oh, I'm, I'm, I used to play with this guy. Oh, I know this guy. I did it. And that's how that's that's a problem with a lot of dudes. We have self-identity problems. We can't identify who we are. We can't create our own self on who we are. We living off hip hop. We living off basketball. We living off football. We living off somebody else's uh, labor. I mean, they're, they're right. playing the sports, and that's and that's how they and that's how they get their identity. You know, I mean, it's really foul, man. And we watch TV like the Boys in the Hood. Brothers didn't know anything. Some of the brothers didn't know anything about the hood. But when they saw brothers, uh, boys in the hood, they thought they was the end. They thought they was cool. They ain't white folks. That's, that's how black people are. They, they like that. But that's not how we are. Like they have, they have, they have, they have the same situation about a black woman. I mean, they think every black woman they think is mean. Thinking she's so mean. She's mean. Oh, she, she don't, she don't play. Oh, she boss. You know. All black women ain't like that All black women ain't really bossy You know what I'm saying There are some that are But all of them like that I'm not like that Some black women try to act like that I mean People need to understand That we have a self-identity problem Well you made a very good point In order to have 40 acres Which one acre is is hella big But to have 40 acres you know what I'm saying? That's a, that's that's a lot of property, and an equivalent of a mule, maybe a tractor or something. A lot of us probably wouldn't get out there and work the land, or they figure out some way to, you know, what I'm saying, sell it for a bag of stama or something, or or they, they figure out some way to kind of you know dwindle it off. And, and I mean, even if they gave you reparations, my whole thing is what that bugs me is that people, ancestors, and families. We're trying to wipe us out. You know what I'm saying? It was a bad thing that happened to the Japanese in the internment camps. It was a bad thing that happened with the Jews over in, in, in Nazi Germany. Horrible things. But these folks get paid endlessly, especially the Jews, get paid endlessly, 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 endlessly. And there's no accountability as to whether they were, they were over their time or not. Unless they have the, the special markings that the Jews gave when they had some kind of documentation, there's no real way to prove it, but endlessly, 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 they are able to go someplace and say, okay, we own this property, we own this, we did this, we did that, we're looked upon, we look upon their scholars, their people, and everything like that, and this business about being the chosen ones, but won't even acknowledge that Jesus was brown, brown-skinned with, with, with feet of of brass and hair of sheep's wool, which by definition, that's Leroy. Okay, that's uh, Michael Ray. You know what I'm saying? That's Sugar Ray. That's Flossie. You only want to acknowledge the truth, but I said the other night, if you're not going to 
Hey, first of all, as far as reparations go, if you're not going to honor the truth and tell the truth about what's going on, and you tell a lie about that, everything you say after that is a lie. Because, like I said, you don't you don't want to if you tell the truth, you know, once you uh, it's just like having a, a, a Rubik's cube. Once you mess around and make a couple of turns on that Rubik's cube, unless you're like the guy that Will Smith played in that in that in that one movie he was in with his son, um, where he was a, a businessman. Um, I forget the name of the movie. He was a businessman. He was trying to sell computers and stuff, and he was able to take a Rubik's cube, flip it around a couple of times, and then resolve whatever it was to get to the equation. Well, it's the same thing with with, with the truth. Once you start flipping the truth around, you find out that, you know, the truth has all these different dimensions and, and, and dynamics, and, and you're, you're willing to leave any part of the truth out or tell a half-truth, well, anything that's not the complete truth is a lie. So the reparation was a lie for us. Allowing us equal access was a lie. So let's, let's look at the two. Okay, you say, well, well, you, well, so well you're traveling backwards. You're traveling black backwards. Well, let's look at the 2000. And 14, and, and and let's look at Portland, Oregon, for example, where, where I live now. Now, you've done this shit twice on purpose, where you just uh, flipped over and got rid of the ban on homosexual marriage, and you did that on Malcolm X's birthday, which is today. R.I.P. the Godfather, the warrior, the soldier, who, who, who was probably among, amongst the first black men to say, uh, y'all get the hell out of my face if you come up with something real and your chickens are going to come home to roost on you, which was not only prophetic but was the truth, even though they hate to hear it. You know, they, they don't want reality unless they're the ones serving out the reality. Um, you do, you, 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 you commemorate this date, so every year from now on, on, on this date, on the 19th of June and on the 19th of, 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 of May, in this case today, you overturn this ban on, on same-sex marriage, and that's the only thing you will remember in the city of Portland because your newspapers take out a yearly assessment every two years that says how white the city is and how white the state is, and it's like it's a calling card for other whites to come here because you're basically saying that it's a safe haven. And this ain't something I'm making up. This is something that they come come out with and put on the front of their, their Sunday paper bragging about how white Portland is. Okay, then you turn. Then same city, Portland, Oregon. You sit and you, on June 19th, which is the date of the Emancipation Proclamation, 1865, where at Appomattox Courthouse they sat and, and or excuse me, at Gettysburg they did the Emancipation Proclamation, uh, supposedly acknowledging the freeing of slaves, at least in the physical form, from bondage, for, for down south. Right, and you do that on June, on June 19th, and again you celebrate Gay Pride Day on both days of of Black events. Is this a mistake? I don't think so. I think you do this kind of stuff on purpose so that you can purposely forget about you know the 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 the, 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 the Black history. And so, in order to walk like a warrior, uh, you know you have to be armed. With the ammunition that 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 um, that is the truth, and if you don't have that truth, uh, then, then basically you're stuck. 
And so I'm I'm a student of history, and I love history because you know your history is the is the is the essence. And you know, knowledge is power is is more is more of a calling card than it is a phrase, and it's more of the truth than it is just something that is said. If you don't pay attention to everything that goes on around you in your communities and in these cities where gentrification, everything is wiping us out, gentrification is actually the opposite of the 40 acres and the mule because you're not giving the 40 acres and the mule. You are taking away from the 40 acres and the mule, and you're coming up with gentrification, which, like I said, they say they put gentle on the front of it, and, and, it's, and what they're telling you is we're going to gently tax you out of your homes. We're going to gently tax you out of everything that you know, your way of life and everything else, and we're going to basically steal Big Mama and Big Papa's house, and we're going to put you out in the burbs someplace because gas prices are high and everything else, and we're going to move you completely out of your element and put you completely out, out the pasture, so to speak, and we're going to leave you out there to hang out to dry. So when they, so like I said, when you can sit up and give $20,000, now they have a, a, a street call. NATO Parkway, Japanese developer and everything, develops the streets. And they and it used to be Front Avenue here in Portland that runs right along the side of the river. And you name, you name this river after this Japanese developer. But yet when Martin Luther King was proposed as a, as a street uh, to be put out here, your excuse was that you, you didn't want to deal with that. You wanted to more or less... You want to more or less uh, scapegoat that and say that it would have cost too much money for for the letterheads to change that street name. And so I'm thinking, okay, uh, basically you're, you're continuing to to make up excuses. You're continuing to, to create, um, you know, a, a ways in which you're not honoring your word about about reparations or anything else, and you have no uh, intentions. Of, of doing what you said you were going to do uh, in, in the first place. So, I mean, I, I was kind of lengthy on it, but this is what I think of when I think of, you know, uh, once again, a promise uh, and, and, and a opportunity denied to us because reparations is an opportunity. You know, so it, it's crazy. It's crazy how this thing, how this thing goes down like that. And it's funny at the same time because, you know, they never really intend to ever give us any of the reparations that they ever talk about. It's more lip service than anything. But even when you look at history on TV, they don't include us in any of it anyway because whether it's people coming home from the war, you have to wait your turn to see if you're going to see a brother coming home to his family. When they do commercials and everything, they only show the mother or the father of the black children. They never show them together. You know, I mean, it's a whole lot of ways of doing stuff, but it just doesn't happen. Well, what we're oh, going to yeah. do is we're going we're gonna to take a short break here real quick and, and, and pay a few more bills. we still got about a good hour left to go on the show. Anybody want to call and chime in or, 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 or get it in, uh, you know what I'm saying? We're, we're here, you know, uh, live at the, at the studio, you know what I'm saying, 646-595, you know what I'm saying, 3402. And uh, like I said, live, lively conversation with uh, Flossie GZ and, and, and uh, my main man, you know what I'm saying, Sugar Ray Robinson, Jr. 
we're going to continue to do it like it's supposed to be does. And, uh, you know what I'm saying, let it, let it, let it drip, let it rip. Now we're going to hit you in the head with some of this old classic dead prayers. And just like myself and my main man, Sugar Ray, you know what I'm saying, Boogie Down, Boogie Down production style, you know what I'm saying, that, you know, President and CEO of the Fear of the Black Planet, he's going to hit you with this dead prayers. And we're going to try to walk like warriors. Show now. Mental health, the white man got the wealth, we held back. We're living in hell black, a nigga can sell crack, but that ain't gonna change this thing. If you gon' bang, then bang for change, don't bang for crazy things. If not, don't bang. If you gon' ball, play the game how it should be played. Can you dribble a grenade to save your life? You paid the price, mama raised you right. Now you ain't gon' fight for the white man law, tell no, for the cause, because we gotta get what's ours. Gotta struggle for the motherfucker power, cause we're living in the last few hours. It's 1159, I think it's about time. We get on the grind and get out the carbine. We're freedom of mind, we can see we can find them, we can spot them. Pop, pop, pop the pole nine, this is only a rhyme tonight. Don't get scared, listen to the message in the word Don't let your sight get blurred You heard this righteous word, you might prefer it from a time out, time out I didn't say bug out, ball out, blang out All y'all sell out, get the hell out This shit is RBG, so bang on out uh, We people army, nigga, bang on out What you know about hard? Can't be the weak link in the squad. Gotta look way deep in your heart. Anything in the way, gotta go straight through, take charge. Can't hide from your flaws when you ride for the cause, cause a nigga will pull your card. Keep your guard up 24-7 on the street like you're doing a hard time on the yard. But you know about hard. Can you assemble your heat in the dark? Take it apart and clean all the parts. Life is a journey, of course, like learning a martial art. You can't have partial heart. Gotta give your all if you drop the ball, dog. We all fall. It ain't over till the problem solved. Get your back up off the wall. My niggas is riding. Fighters be tied to fist, RBGs up in the fist. So bang on it out if your jacket is sagging. You reppin' your reckon, you holdin' them back and use it for freedom, nigga. Bang on it out. All my dirty is dirty. It's revolutionaries and visionaries. Don't be no scary, nigga. Bang on it out. It's the world going on in the streets. We hollin' fuck the police. Ain't by no peace, nigga. Bang on it out. Listen, you see 50 niggas in all black Marishin, but they're down your street At the end of the block, we got the goddamn cops And they hope we sing Tell me what you see I see buildings burning Motherfuckers tripping for a goddamn purpose The police deserve us Cause we done observed them Now niggas are thinking about murder We ain't talking no more And we ain't squashing shit with popo And we ain't marching in the middle With the goddamn road Cause Martin got smoke Niggas ready for woke So get the fuck up We finna set the city to fire This time we be right We burning it down Turn the shit round Keep your justice Your feet Your feet Keep dancing Your feet Your feet had to click it off Wanna swing my baseball cap to the back and get busy, nigga. You say you're a soldier, we we'll get over here, nigga. We under attack. This soon that they gone, they dead done. Murder more, come, come, they done. Me red rum, me red rum, they done. And when we put them in their grave, we toss them that donut and tell them we don't surrender, surrender, no. Hollin' at them soldiers, 
Boy, that's the power right there, boy. <laughs> yeah, man. Yes, man. indeed, man. How do you, man, how do you let the dead prayers walk like a warrior, man? Man, that shit was hardcore, man. That sound like crazy bones up in there when I'm trying to try yeah, to get was, his. Was. Was. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was it was heat, man. Yeah, that's a lot of good heat out there, man. Back in the day, we don't get that no more. We do not get that know. no more. We we, we don't, don't get it no more, man. It, man. I don't know how you do it, but you be matching up, man. That 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 was like a song that took off right after. Right after the, the the subject, right then the reparation, it was it seemed like they was talking about it right then, and it was hard hit. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I used to, you know, the funny thing is about it. I used to, I used to jam a lot of parties, man. And the thing about it was is that, you know, when I, I always to get into something, or do anything like that, I used to always have, uh, like I used to be a KGRM. <laughs> Down in Grambling University, man, what I used to do all the time, I used to conversate and to talk. And upon my conversation, I used to have a song that's how that plays right behind with just what I was talking about to make me even look good. It's, it's like it's like I see something, but I got something else to play that it back me up from what I'm saying. And when I play it, people are like, wow, this is deep. And, you know. Yeah, I love doing that, man. And there's a lot of good music out there for cats out there, man. Some good, 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 good quality music. It's so funny, man. Man, everybody's pretty much conscious. I know the, uh, my man, uh, the Truth. He said that uh, he said that last night. He don't know if it's a fad or whatever's going on. But the thing about it is, I don't think it's a fad, man. I think it's the, <clears throat> I think people are kind of like start to open your eyes. That's good, very good to be. Um, thing about it is, what I'm looking forward to, and I love it for the sisters to call me in because I need to hear the women's perspective. Um, there's a lot of things that we talked about, and I want them to hear about it. Um, we was, I was going through like my emails, man, and um, there's this organization, man, that's really, really heavy, man. They call themselves the Black Riders. And they're almost they like the Black Panthers pretty much, man. You could you could type in Black Writers, man. They they run out of Oakland, man. But I'm gonna tell you something. If anybody's jump off, man, anything hurt, jump off. And it's gonna start out of Oakland, man. Cause some cats in Cali, man, they are some serious serious soldiers out there, man. Yeah, big time. Man, we up we up onto the main menu tonight with you, Sugar Ray. You know you hosting here. On the Fossey TV show worldwide, you know what I'm saying, representing the fear of a black planet and, and, and doing it quite well, I might add. We enter that final 40 minutes where you get a chance to really tap into some of this relationship between a black man and black woman. So I'm going to set the tone with with, my, with the main man, the, the, the love guru, you know what I'm saying, the man with the program. Oh, yeah. Right there. Let me let me know if it's yeah. too loud for you. There it is, right there, my brother. Go on, yeah. take over and see what you do best. <laughs> let me hold you back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't think you're in for it. I don't think you're ready for it. Yeah. 
Luther Vandross. Yeah. Only for one night. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. No one has If you want to be Luther Vandross. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Relationship yes, talk, action, love for black folks. We just fucked up today. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, sir. Things you like and 
the one day we I'm already rehearsed it already because I'm used to this already now. And you guys are going to be brand new. And your questions are not going to be as strong as my answers. And my questions ain't going to be, my questions are going to be a lot stronger than your answers. But the thing about it, old man, uh, you know, talk to me. I'm a single man. Like I said in the post the other day, hi, I'm Sugar Ray. Holler at me, you know, to me. Let me know what's on your mind, you know. I like, I, I love, I love, I love talking to women there. I bring out the best of me. I like to talk to them and find out what's in their mind. And, uh, playing some mind sex with their head, you know what I'm saying? Get to the point where they really want to jump on the brother. I want to see what they're about and go through my Facebook page and try to grab every picture you can possibly find. All right, baby, go ahead, you know? Go ahead. Do your thing. Undress me. Undress me. Go ahead. But, uh, I just want you to know that. Six four six five nine five three four zero two. That don't bite, baby. It don't bite. Just go ahead and make that call, and uh, talk, uh, let let the love doctors talk to you. So 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 what should the females do, man? You know what I'm saying on the real. You know what I'm saying when they when they you know you know see see fellow they like you know they out and about and stuff, but they too shy to talk to them. What what what, what what's a female to do in them, in them kind of cases like that? What you mean? What you supposed to do? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, you, you got it on both sides. I, 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 let, me, let me put it together. You know, you got brothers and sisters out here. You know what I'm saying? They go to the club, they go to hang out or whatever, and they shy, they want to talk to something. You know, how do they how do they go about breaking the ice? You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and uh, you know, give them what they deserve. You know what I'm saying? How, how, how should they approach? You know what I mean? A lot, a lot of cats out here don't really know how to approach chicks. You know what I'm saying? They be too shy or, or the woman's too shy or whatever. How should they approach somebody when they're out here out and about just trying to just trying to get down and trying to trying to trying to do their thing? You know what I mean? I think I think um, first of all, it all depends on the center on the scenery. Now, if you're at the club, you what you gonna get from that? You gonna get the only one thing. You gonna get the digits, and you may you get a drunk to the point where you may get an opportunity to get outside and do something else in the back of a car, or you may go to a hotel or to a place for a quickie. That's what the nightclubs do, and they go fast. But the thing about it, man, I, I really believe that a lot of guys, if they want to get a woman, if it's somebody they really like, you got to really scope the person out. You got to really look at them. You got to really understand what you're going to, what you're going to go into. Be observant to what they have. I told a guy before, man, if you know a woman at your place of work or church or school or anything that you like, Find out some of her things. Find out something that's interesting to her. Like, say, for instance, find out about her name brand shoes or her shorts or pants or shirt or jacket, whatever she's wearing. Or even if she's wearing some um, certain type of lotion or body oil that you're familiar with, get the knowledge of that and use that as a way of striking up conversation. Because... A lot of dudes come up with the most bum-ass lines, man, talking about, yo, what's up, baby? What's cracking? Well, I'm not a, that ain't a baby. It's just a woman. And on top of that, ain't nothing cracking but pistachios. So get the fuck on with that BS. You have, to, you have to come more correct. You have to come and you have to be about something. And, and, and the dude, you have to understand, a lot of dudes are thinking that they are they going to get played. 
You can't think that way. You have to go in being confident and sure about yourself. When I approach a woman, I approach a woman, I come to her with with the utmost respect, but I'm letting her be known that I'm no slouch. I'm coming at you. I'm looking in your eye, and I'm going to talk to you. And if it so happened that if I use my piece of work or anything like that, I'm going to take my days day by day, and it's going to be a one-two step plan that I get called a level plan. And it's a little bit of thing which you basically do. You plant a seed each day. Because if you try, you can, true enough, like one asked me the other day, he said, what if you want to purchase the house and you want to do it right there and get it off? You can. You can do the same thing at the nightclubs. That's what I was saying, the nightclub. You can get the booty call, you can get all, the, all that. But you, if you want the woman, that's the difference. If you want that woman, you're going to have to do the railway plan. And you have to stick with that plan. Even if after you get it, you still have to go through steps. You still got to be nice. You got to be presentable. And you got to wash your ass and you got to be dressed. You can't be looking moist, man. You got to have a nice fitted. You got to be real clean. You got to be real tight. You can't come over here talking to her with some fucking, you know, Jerry Curl juice and shit and fucking flower uh, ruffle shirts and some fucking Daisy Duke with some cowboy boots on trying to talk to a female. That ain't going to work, man. She's going to look at you like, what the fuck is going on with you? You know, you got to really come to her and you got to talk to her real nice. And you got to be in your element. You don't have to lie. You don't have to create this theme music that you want to have with her. You got to do basic in school and say, hey, how you doing? My name is Sugar Ray. Oh, yeah? How you doing? That's a very nice outfit you have on. You look very exceptional tonight. She gonna, if she's a woman, she'll say thank you. And you come back and say, hey, you know, I'm the same thing. And, um, can I buy you a drink? Or can, I, can, I, can I entertain you or can I do some service for you? And she'd be like, some service for me? Yeah, I mean, I'm engaging in conversation. I'm here to entertain you. And I want to know if it's okay. She going to be like, oh, yeah, I would love to be entertained. It's okay, fine. What you do there for that point is everything you do, you may buy her a drink, or you may buy her some food. You sit down, and you talk to her, and you talk to her with a smile, and you dig deep. You dig deep, and you find out what's going on with her. You tell a little bit about yourself, but let her tell herself first. Because if you can tell about yourself, she don't care about you because you don't care about her. You got to care about her, and you got to engage in that conversation. And when she talk about she have kids, oh, yeah, how old are they? Oh, three and six? Oh, wow, that's beautiful. Boy and girl? Oh, yeah, what's their names? Oh, Jimmy and Susan? Oh, man, that's beautiful. Yes, that's beautiful. That's great. So I bet they're better beautiful as you are. She's going to probably get going like, yeah, they they something else. Well, that's beautiful. That's great. You know, um, and then she might ask a question about what you have. Do you share what you have? But every time, you always give her the question about her. And learn about her because the whole entire thing is about her. That's part of the railway plan. And you make it brief to the point where I say, hey, well, check this out. I would like to see you again. And um, if it's okay, maybe you can be at the same place, same time as possible. She said, sure. Okay. And if you and if you and if it's, a, if it's a line of workout where you know where she's at, you can always come back for the digits later. But if you're not going to see her anytime soon, don't give her a card to call you. You ask the call, ask her for her number. And hey, let me ask you a question: Is it possible I may not ever see you again? But is it possible um, 
I can um, have your number to call you, uh, 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 anything like that. She said, she, and if she said, oh, I don't know, I said, what's your concern? I happen to see you around town. If I happen to come around you again, I want to be able to engage this great conversation. If your conversation is real and you present yourself with a nice flavor for cologne or whatever, and you dress real more, I mean, real clean, you ain't got that moist look with that damn tight jeans on and fucking big ass Air Jordans on and shit. If you got a real smooth thing, man, it's a khaki, you got a button up skirt and you smooth, she gonna she gonna engage. She can give you what you need. So it's it's a, it's a very very simple thing. It's I wouldn't even call it game, even though it is game. It's one of those things where you got to have it tight and you have it right. You got to have it together. It's like a present, you know. You want to wrap it up, you want to present it to her, you want to give it to her, make her happy. So when she open it up, she's gonna be like, "Oh my gosh, this is beautiful." That's the way you want your conversation to be. That's how you want your whole presentation to be. You know, want her, want to give her that wow factor that you're good and you're interested in her. You know, and then, and then, and then get to the point where she's boring and she don't like her, and she may turn you off. Then you digress. You say, "Oh, okay. Well, I'm gonna back off this." But I would tell you, right. man. Smooth, man. That's 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 solid. That's that's real solid. I I really like yeah. that part. You know, you say you know about you know you know getting engaged and get to know her. She can get to know you anytime. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You want to get to know about her because it's a, it's it's all it's the game is chess, not checkers. In other words, right. you have to strategize. You have to strategize your move before you make a move. You have to think about it. You have to sit there and make a move, and you got to make this, make that move. Every move you make has an effect on everything else. So you have to kind of like observe and be a sponge and observe everything that she's giving giving you, and take it and say, okay, hmm. And then you have that memory bank to the point next time y'all see each other, you see her and you ask her about her three year old or six year old. Hey, how is Jimmy doing? How is Susan? And she and she gonna be like, oh, yeah, he's doing great. Well, I don't like Susan. Let's go a different. Let's, let's let's go with Shaniqua and uh, and 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 uh, and, uh, and Trayvon. That's more black. Yeah, that's better. Trayvon and uh, Shaniqua. And, then, and she'd be like, yeah, they're great. I say that's beautiful. Good, good. Yeah, they 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 did good school. You have to engage. Are they good in school? You know things like that. Talk about the most thing that's important to her. You didn't want to talk about basketball unless she unless she brings it up. But at the same time, if a woman talks basketball or football or anything like that, you should go less. Don't try to engage more into that. Talk less of that because that's a whole. Everybody gets that. Everybody's into that. So you get to right. the point where you want to talk. You talk away from that. That's an easy topic. You can always get away from that. Same thing with the you know like the. Um, same thing with uh, 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 hip hop. You, you you get away from that. That's the norm. You, you can talk about that anytime. But you get to the point where you conversate with her. You talk about about black excellence. When I talk about black excellence, I'm talking about talk about black men. You know, talk about black women. Talk about the state of black people. Talk about things like that. Talk about your history. Tell her about hey, you know, Gary Martin created that uh, traffic light there. She's like, well, who? Gary Martin. He's the black, famous black. You share your knowledge with her, and she will grasp on her dad and say, wow. Because ain't no brothers coming at like that. Ain't no brothers coming with no knowledge like that. You know what I'm saying? 
Ain't no brothers come with their brothers. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I, yeah, I, I, brothers I'm going to let you put forward. I mean, that's new. Yeah. Brothers come out with, uh, you know, with, with the same old norm, you know. They don't have much of their conversation because they, they've been talking to dudes all day. And you have to understand, when you talk to a woman, you have to be more into her. It's called mind sex. You know, you want to sit there and you want to engage in a conversation about something that makes her feel comfortable. And as kids is one, and what she wears is two. And um, I guess I'm going to say we could talk about education. Those three things right there. We talk about those three things right there. To any woman, they're going to love it. True enough, women love money. We all do. But the thing about it is, though, you don't want to get into that too deeply anyway because you don't care about what she does and you don't want to know what you do. That's the, that's that's too much because the thing about it, a lot of people are trying to uh, live their life through their job. And because, oh, so what do you do for a living? I mean, that's that's corny to me, man. It's like, what do you do for a living? I don't care what you do. You're living, so you did doing. So you're doing something. So why should I ask you what you do for a living? You're doing something, so you're living. So why would I ask right. that? Let right. that go. I wouldn't bother because I don't care about that. It's more about you because you can see her and know her. By the way, she looks good. She does her thing, so she's taking care of herself. So you basically talk about those three things right there, man. I bet you, I bet you have a great conversation, a great time. Well, let's, let's, that's let's real advance. Let's, 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 that's real smooth. I, I like that. Let's advance it a little bit. Okay, so, you know, you didn't, instead of going out to, to, to dinner or whatever, you know what I'm saying, you get that first visit by the house, you know what I'm saying, and maybe, and maybe you know, she got a, a child or something running around there, you know what I'm saying, you, you're there for the first visit. You know, how, did, how, how, how should a, you know, you know, fellow conduct themselves, you know what I'm saying, and, 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 and you know, What's the process? You know what I'm saying? I mean, you might be there long enough where, you know what I'm saying, you know, the kid gets retired for the night or something. You know what I'm saying? She might want to get a little bit more into you, you know. How do you approach that situation on that first first to second visit there, first, second, third visit? I mean, on third visit, that's right. You know, you might actually get lucky. How do you approach these things? Well, you know, she got kids and, uh, well, on the first night of dating her, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, well, you know, I, I, this is this, this one of the things that I would do, man. I, I, I'm trying to refrain from doing it. It's like, um, you, you, dudes got to quit being thirsty, man. There's a lot of dudes that are real thirsty, man, because they go into a relationship because they see something physically about her, and they start thinking with a small head instead of a big right. head. And the thing about it, that's when the, that's when your conversations are all out. And then when you think if you get to a house, you're already thinking like, oh, whoa, whoa. See, the thing is about it is I would do totally the opposite unless she unless she throw it on me. I wouldn't even try to approach, try to get it. I would basically conversate and and, and talk about her home and 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 just conversate about my home or where we at and roll with that. But I wouldn't be the aggressor. Because when you get into your house, you've done enough. 
Because if she come to your house, she come to your house for a reason. She didn't come to your house to just watch you run around with the TV remote control or something like that. Or she come down to get busy. Right. <laughs> she come down to get busy. But if you, you know, I'm serious. Especially if she comes alone. But the thing I would do is I wouldn't try to do it to I wouldn't try to get it the first night, man. I would sit there and conversate with her, talk with her, play some soft music like we're playing right now and just sip some wine or something like that and conversate and just conversate, just vibe. You know, just vibe. Let the cameras low, you know, and get a get the room vaporized and just say, Hey, let's conversate, let's talk. And find out what she's about. Because one thing about it, man, is that when you find that a, a person has good qualities, you'll know through that conversation, you'll start thinking like, I got to keep her. She's hot. She's dope. But if it's just somebody who you're just like, oh, she's all right, man, or whatever, you're not going to like that, man. And then on top of it, you got to get rid of her. The next thing you know, she ain't going to like you no more. And the next thing you know, your word around town is you're a dog. You ain't shit. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So don't, so right. don't, so 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 do your, so do yourself some justice and say, hey, um, I got things I got to do, you know, and um, I do like to sit in because I'll conversate with you more. But can we meet up another time? But outside the outside the house of bringing her home, you should know all these things before you bring her home. Because if you had conversations with her and she's really into you and y'all talk over the phone. And the conversations are good when you take on walks and stuff. You should get to the point where if you're going home, whoever goes home, you're going home to get busy. That's the that's the point where you're going to get busy, man. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's uh, kickback time, man, right now. All right. Now, now how do, how do you how do you handle? Rough patches within within dating someone. Say like you know, you know you and you you and, and the person you know you really want to keep her around. You really want to work through things. You know what I'm saying. You really want to you know what I'm saying cement the relationship. But you know just like any anything else, the first couple of weeks might be real smooth. There may be some misunderstanding or some misgivings on some things, and you hit a rough up. How do you smooth things over? How do you handle stuff like that? You talking about being rough or stuff like that? Talking about relations being rough or? Yeah, you know, you know, you you you're dating someone, you know, in the first, you know, few weeks or whatever, and you know, you know, sometimes things can get a little complicated where there could be some misunderstandings, or maybe you know, you know, she, you know, she's really focused on you, and she's thinking maybe you, your eyes are wandering too much or whatever or whatever, but you know, somehow something just happens in the first few weeks or two together, and you hit a rough patch or a rough bump and. In a situation, how do you go ahead and continue to maintain that while not exactly showing yourself to be, you know, desperate or too weak, but at the same time just trying to maintain and handle it so far as dealing with a rough patch within the relationship, you know, even though it's it's new. How do you deal with a rough, if a, a you know unexpected rough patch comes through? Well, my every man needs to show some composure, and he needs to show some coolness, man. Whatever man do, he gotta always be cool. He gotta always be cool and show that yeah, he got control, and then he can fix things. Because if things get rough and he gets emotional and get rattled, that's me. That's two people getting emotional and get rattled. Now some dudes be acting like females, you know. Some dudes get to the point where they get really upset and they can't handle it. But you have to be real cool and you have to 
be open-minded and say, hey, I'm going to handle this situation. Don't worry. It's tough. We can fix this. We can work it out. You have to assure her. Because, like, you're on a ship. You're the, you are the captain of the ship. Right. And when you're the captain, and if, if you got to command your ship, and you got to take care of your ship, and you got to make sure everything is going okay. And if everybody else is, if you're rattling, you're crazy, and you're scared, and you're tripping, and everything's part of everything's rough and dramatic with yourself as a captain, well, everybody else is going to be the same way. Right. And y'all going to sink. Y'all going to sink. So the thing is, man, you got to you gotta show control and say, hey, I got this. I'm the captain of the ship, baby, and I can handle it. We can fix this. Be patient. Take a deep, take a deep breath. And let's talk about it. Let's walk things. And you and you and you take her through it and get it done, man. It, it'll work. I don't care what the situation is. Yeah. Okay. How, how, how should she handle a situation where, you know, what I'm saying through here again through the process, some some women really want their their mama when they when they pop her to meet you right quick. You know what I'm saying? You know how, how should how should you know you know because you know, a lot of these questions I'm asking you. It may seem redundant, but, you know, just like you said a little while ago, with I've kept that kind of female sometimes. How, how should you deal with, with, you know what I'm saying, with with uh, parents that are just kind of, you know, say they have a, a young daughter or something like that, you know, a young man trying to get to know and stuff, and, you know, the parents are, you know, suspicious, naturally, because they don't really know you, and she really wants you to know them. How, do you, how does a, a, a young individual come in the right way on dealing with, the parents and potential in law. Well, one thing a dude's got to do, man, is always got to be. They got to be G's, man. And when I say G's, I mean they got to be a gentleman. And the thing about it, you got to you got to be a man about yours, man. You got to walk into and you walk into another man's house and you meet the mom and dad. You got to understand. You got to shake dad's hand and you got to open his eyes and you got to greet him. Saying how you doing, Mister? Whatever his last name is, and conversate, talk to him, and be respectful. Always be respectful. Some dudes say, "Oh man, you kissing ass." No, that's being respectful. Right. Everything goes. Everything goes through that man, because the father is going to be the one who takes the move, who basically going to determine everything. The mom, she's going to be cool. She'll go along with it. But you talk with the dad, the dad's going to be the one to make everything smooth. So you have to be up and be cool and be straight and be honest. Right. And they'll vibe out that. But if you're not that, man, they will know automatically. No, no eye contact don't hurt either, huh? No, it doesn't. Eye contact doesn't hurt. Firm handshake. Uh, you know, talk about whatever he wants to talk about it. Sometimes you want to open yourself up to conversation of knowledge, man. See, that's why talking about things like same thing you you talk to the woman about. You want to talk about education. You want to talk about world events. You want to have some substance, have some depth about yourself. You don't want to sit there talking about the same old same, such as thing as uh, basketball or NFL. That's corny, man. That's real corny. That's real corny. You got to have some depth, man. Talk about role events, education. Talk about black, being black people. Talking about a lot of good things, man. True enough, right. you're going to have differences, man. You're always going to have differences. 
But don't start the conversation. Let him lead the conversation. You just follow his conversation. Nice. Because you, you might come out and say the wrong thing, and it'd be your opinion about something. He might have a whole flip thing about opinion. And next thing you know, <clears throat> you're a Democrat, he's a Republican. And next thing you know, y'all hate each other, y'all hate each other. So you got to follow his lead. And if he's something, just be able to be, be along and say, okay, yeah, that's cool. I like that. I but keep your man. situation. Yeah, keep yourself on the low. Keep yourself right. Because you don't want to break out saying, yeah, I'm a, yeah, I, um, Barack Obama, he's a great, he's a great president. You know, you could saying this and saying that. That's an opinion. But he may not have that opinion. He might, well, I don't think he is. I, I don't like him. And that's when you, then there's class, there's differences. Right. So don't, so don't go off starting the conversation with the parents about trying to start a conversation. Start the conversation. Because you'll start the conversation and you'll say the wrong thing and you'll be trying to climb up the wall. Every, you'll be trying to get to the hole forever and we'll never get that hole. <laughs> right. So, so don't, don't, don't start the conversation with the parents. Be firm, be respectful, shake their hand, and let them they say, hey, have a seat. You have a seat. And... Say and then and compliment them. Hey, I, I like your home. It's beautiful. Give them compliments. You know, give them a nice table you have here. Just compliments. Don't go to the point of opinion. Oh yeah, you know, I was thinking about getting a house out there and uh, blah blah blah. And he said, really, you think about getting a house? He see, that's what I'm saying. You don't want to get to the point of putting out too much. A lot of dudes do that. There it is right there. That's, that's, that's real smooth. Well, my main man, you know what I'm saying, Sugar Ray on the scene with some real solid advice out there for those warriors, you know what I'm saying, just starting out and uh, and trying to get out here in, in the dating world on, on how it should be done, you know what I'm saying. Let's let, let, let's, let's briefly go once again over, over the, the hygiene factor and how you present yourself to a woman when you're going out and social circles, whether it's a club or the picnics or whatever, how should a young man conduct himself when he gets out there, and how should his appearance be, and how much weight does his appearance have on his particular situation? Well, you know, I tell guys, man, when you go out with a woman, are you out and about, you know, you, I always feel like I said, when I go to work or wherever I go, when I'm out and about, I don't have to get ready because I'm already ready. Right. In other words, you have to have the right attire, man. You can't walk around with sweatshirts every day, uh, and then you can't walk around with T-shirts all the time, a long, big bag of T-shirts, and you can't walk around with saggy jeans. No, 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 no. And then some jars. You're not ready. You got to go get ready. <laughs> See, when you're out and about, man, and you're doing your stuff, you're in the age where you got to be dressed up. I go to work clean, man. Button-up shirt, right. crease, crease pants, hard shoes. I feel, I'm golden. I'm feeling great. And the thing about it, if I so happen to meet some lady, I'm already in attack mode because I, I got my attack gear on already. <laughs> so I go up to her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's pretty sad, you know? I mean, my, 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 uh, my, my, uh, Clothes are all clean. My hair is, is, is 
is twisted all up and nice and stuff, and I brush my teeth and I, my cologne is blaming at the place. So when I approach her, she's already like, damn, hey. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yes. Yeah, she's already ready. But if you're a cat, man, you got this stereotypical, you know, Jordan's on, some saggy jeans, a big T-shirt, and you tell me, hey, what's up, baby? How you doing? They gonna look at you, but they gonna be like, uh, he's okay. There's nothing outstanding about him. He's just a guy. But you have to. And then, but when you go home and get ready, you ain't you 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 try to be something that you're not. Because you're not used to wearing what you have to wear. See, if you always, if you already ready and you ready to go, man, it's easy as hell, man. I go downtown Seattle, right? Right. Westlake Center. I go to Westlake Center. I walk in there with my shades on, and I just hang out. Because I'm ready. I got my gear on. I'm ready. My attack gear is on. So the thing is, the body is, I see chicken. I say, hey, hey, what's up? How you doing? She gonna give me a conversation because I look like I'm I'm looking like I'm about something. I present a handsome man to her, and she's digging it. And so I already know because the confidence is the comfort the confidence is boiling off me. I'm sweating confidence, and she's like <laughs> she's she's into it. And the thing about it is, man, you have to be able to have some flavor about yourself, man. You have to have something about yourself. You cannot be a guy who is just a guy. You got to be that guy. You got to be the guy that say, hey, I can get any woman in here. I don't care what's going on. Don't be arrogant. Don't be arrogant. Just be smooth. Be cool. It's a chess game. Chess, not checkers. That's all you got to think about. You got to strategize your move and be able to make that move slowly. And you can get whatever you want, man, because it's easy, man. But also at the same time, man, get some cologne, man. Throw some cool water on your ass or something like that, you know. <laughs> get some smooth shit. Take a bath, you know. Get smooth up. Get clean. Because, I mean, you know, it's so funny. I go to work, man, and I had director and um, um, a couple of teachers. They used to sit there and have conversations with me. They said, oh, no, you smell good. Oh, thank you. I smell, you smell like cocoa butter. Oh, yeah, thank you. But, hey, <laughs> think about that, man. A black man smell like cocoa butter? They yeah. already think like, damn, he, he must taste good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's real action, man, because that's, cause that's, what, that's what it does. You don't have to say very much. Your cologne and everything else, they say it for you. But don't put a lot of that shit on. Put put. Put a little, put, put a little on your neck, right? Put a little, put a little on your, uh, on your wrist, and kind of um, rub yourself on your, on your pants a little bit. Not, not the whole time. Just kind of wipe your, the damp part of your hands off and your pants. Wipe the fragrance on there. So when you walk by, people can smell that and they can feel that. Like my lotion, I lotion my body all the way down. Everything. Hanging downtown. Hanging downtown. Hanging downtown. That's real. Hanging downtown Seattle. That's for real. And that's what that's what's up, man. So it's it's you lotion your whole body up, man. You uh you make sure your clothes are already washed and clean and and make it do what it do. 
Make it do what it do. Man, I, I have felt that all day long. And I'm telling you, the things you're telling the, the, the listeners out here, the viewers with their with their, with their, their mental eyes open, is exactly how it should be done. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? We, we're in the overtime flex. And, uh, you know what I'm saying? You know, Dr. Dr. Robinson is, as usual, come through, you know what I'm saying, with a game plan, with some solid advice, with 40 minutes of good action. And if you follow these directions, you know what I'm saying, and you, and you, and you soak up some of what he told you, all it is is, is just if you turn it, it would just be the rules of engagement. You know what I'm saying? And he's like, you heard him, attack here. You know what I'm saying? Presentable. Rest, you know what I'm saying? You can't run up on a chicken, and the best advice he's giving you all night. Wash your ass. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Go <laughs> so a, so a little class, wash your ass, and you'll pass. You know what I'm saying? So we've wrapped this bad boy up, and once again, as my man Don Cornelius would say, it's been a strong ass, honey, to make the last money. It's been a strong ass, honey. You know what I'm saying? And we uh we came through with some real, you know what I'm saying, the first hour. Second hour, we smoothed it on out, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Tonight, tonight's, tonight's Monday, you know what I'm saying? It's a, another, another beautiful night. And, of course, we have another regular scheduled program day for tomorrow night. And we're going to continue on with this relationship, you know what I'm saying, Tomorrow will be relationship do's and don'ts. So make sure you tune in for that. You know what I'm saying? You'll find your, your man, you know what I'm saying, the Sugar Ray Robinson Jr. and Flossie Jeezy, you know, Nelson Gang on deck, which you understand the three of us will jump in there and to show you what it really, really is and really all about. And again, that's going to be 646, okay, I'm saying, 595-3402. You know what I'm saying? The right place to be. Coming real fat, real fat with a stack for your Mac. And Boston G and Sugar Ray will definitely be back. So we're going to go ahead and take no you home with this Bobby. We're going to be home, taking you home with this Bobby Caldwell. You know what I'm saying? Which you wouldn't do for love. And you know what I'm saying? God bless and good night. Sugar Ray, your final thought process. Yeah. Take that advice and uh, do the best you can. Be true to it. Stick to it. Be consistent. Be positive. Be good. Smell good. And it will come out good. And all my guys, remember, revolution is not an event. It's a process. And we are definitely out. We're going to take you on home with Bobby. Y'all take care. God bless y'all. And good night. a thing for you, and I can't let go, my friends wonder what is wrong with me, but I'm in a day, from your love you see.
I will. 